Jones. Facts of Life. I hate and I love. Or is it I love and I hate? Or is it I love what I hate? Or is it I hate what I love? off I wrote last August from a songwriting group. The prompt was The Business of Waltzing. So of course, I wrote a waltz about how difficult Carl was being at the time. I'm going to be honest. I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel with this episode, or at least that's where this essay will begin. I don't have the energy or focus to record something new for you. My initial idea for the episode just seemed blah when I went to start on it this morning. So, I am scrapping it, and now scraping, the bottom of the aforementioned barrel to find something to talk about. But, I am sure I will write my way into something profoundly meaningful and hopefully resonant and inspirational for your life too. Not to put any pressure on myself. I'm in a weird in-between time. Maybe you feel the same. The holidays are long past. The Super Bowl was almost a month ago. Summer seems like a long way off. 
I'm wrapping up a few tiny projects. I'm waiting on several job applications. I'm about to dive deep into my work at the University of Chicago for the spring, where I will be teaching a class, continuing to rewrite our musical, and prepping for a big set of performances of said musical in June. But that all hasn't quite started yet. The weather here in western Massachusetts is most certainly contributing to this limbo feeling. Our days alternate between huge snowstorms and glorious warm sunfests. Is it winter or spring? Or maybe I should say a New England spring is a both-and type of situation. That feels much more how we say things in 2023, right? We are not one thing or another. We acknowledge the nuance of our lives. We resist binaries. Things are complicated. If the pandemic taught us anything, maybe it's this. But who needs a pandemic to teach us anything? Firstly, I would happily learn this lesson from any source other than a deadly disease that upended and cost many lives. Secondly, this lesson of both and is nothing new. It is, in fact, ancient. When I was in high school, I took Latin as my foreign language. I talked about this in an earlier essay where I explained my personal motto, Pertinacia omnia rerum, defiance in all things. Whoever wants to say their parents were right, but my parents were right. It was a very good thing to take Latin. It made me a way better writer, not to mention crossword puzzle solver. In my last year of Latin, we spent some time reading the works of the Roman poet Catullus. What a guy, a sensitive party boy with a wounded, wry sense of humor. The idea of a declared sexuality or sexual identity is a modern concept, so Catullus was happily unbothered by the gender of his sexual partners or the objects of his small and large romantic obsessions. I remember my mind being blown at the time by the idea that something so ancient could be so filthy, clever, and funny. Sadly, though the facts of life is prone to rabbit holes, we don't have time for a Catullus-shaped one. But if you are interested, check out this poem content warning. It is highly offensive and not safe for work. There is one Catullus poem in particular that has stuck with me all these years. It's the famous one known as Catullus 85, or by its first line, Odi et Amo. The full poem is this. Odi et Amo, quare id factium fortasse requiris, nescio sed fieri sentio et excrucior. Basically, it says, I hate and I love. You might ask me why I do this. I don't know, but it happens and I'm tortured. I mean, first of all, girl, I can relate. Talk about a both and. I am a Libra, and extremes are extremely my jam. But the power of this poem is its brevity and truth. We love, we hate. What else is there to say? Sometimes we can't tell the difference or stop doing it, but passion contains all of that and more. It's a cycle that, as humans, is very enticing and equally hard to extricate ourselves from, be it love, chocolate, politics, or your puppy. Another reason I have always loved this poem is an exercise that our Latin teacher had us do with it. She had us take just the famous first three words, odi et amo, and make a list of the many ways that could be translated. In Latin, where something is in word order doesn't give you its meaning, like in English, the actual shape of the word, what ending it has, tells you how it functions in the sentence. Odi et amo is deliciously unclear. It could be any of the following. 
I hate and I love. I love and I hate. Hate and love, love and hate. I hate what I love. I love what I hate. I despise, I detest, I loathe, or I relish, I savor, I adore. You get the idea. The coolest part was hearing all my classmates' lists, too. We all did it differently, and none of us was wrong. I've used Latin in songs before, and whether it shows up in ways obvious or not, the skill of translating has helped me as a writer. As a translator, you have options. Words in different languages are never perfectly equivalent. Time, culture, context make for a fantastic blurring of straight comparisons and direct definitions. This leeway, this slippage, is endlessly fascinating to me, and it is where the art lies. The many ways I can choose to express an idea is what makes me sound like me. My personality and talent as an artist is in my choices. This is what my Latin teacher was trying to show us with her OD et amo exercise. For example, the business of waltzing between poles of regard is a tango I find torturous and I can't stop. The business of waltzing was the prompt from our group leader, Matt the Electrician. Everyone got the same prompt. You can think of that like the Latin in the poem. We're all looking at the same language, but then what do we as individuals do with it? I wrote this little stanza first, just off the top of my head. Poles of regard is a weird phrase, but clearly I was into it. Regard as a noun. Then I thought of different dances besides the waltz. I have always been partial to a tango. I think they are inherently playful, and therefore they are fantastic containers for heavy subjects like funerals. By the time I wrote Torturous and I Can't Stop, I was clearly in OD et amo territory, and I had the rest of the song in a flash. At that moment, in August of 2022, Carl was serving me very big OD et amo energy. He was approaching his first birthday. He still had his balls. He was deciding if he wanted to listen to me all the time. He was getting huge. He was knocking people in the face with his enthusiastic greetings. There was blood and bruises and neighbors yelling at me. He was deeply excitable and very, very vocal. I actually couldn't take him anywhere. I was having a serious crisis about the perpetual consequences of my choice to change my life and bring him into my home and heart. Of course, I know now that that hard moment passed. Neutering helped. So did time and patience, and some sessions with a great trainer. And I had a lot of therapy about accepting Carl for the dog he is, not the silent shadow I imagined I would be getting. Carl is a manifestation of my own wildness, which I also hate and love and tortures me. And I wouldn't change me or Carl for anything. Love, 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 amo infinitum, I love intensely. Love, 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 canto repetitum, I sing over and over. Well, I think I did it. I certainly feel like I delivered a better episode than I thought I would when I started. And honestly, what matters most to me is that I took the time to make myself right, whether I felt like it or not. 
showing up regularly as I am, as you are, is really where it's at. Thanks for taking the ride and listening. All right, everybody, that is the audio for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I actually forgot to put a sponsor break into this episode when I was writing it. Uh, So all of that being said, now that we're at the end, if you're still listening, please remember that you can uh, enjoy the facts of life on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That makes it easy to share with a friend, which would be really great. And don't forget that you can check out all the pictures and uh, links and pop culture recommendations uh, on my Substack, .substack com. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you soon.